The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Well, it is Monday, July 3rd. And I think one of the founding fathers, John Adams, would probably refer to this as an in-between day. July 3rd. An in-between day. The, The day in between the actual day when it should be celebrated. And the day when, for whatever reason, uh, people chose to decide it uh, to celebrate it incorrectly, according to John Adams, he would actually get invited to come speak and and be out there at an Independent Day of events, Independence Day events on July fourth, and he wouldn't go because he knew that they actually voted for the Declaration of Independence on July second, and then they officially adopted it on July fourth. So. Uh, Just a little detail there today, and uh, let's unpack this. I mentioned this the other day. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back. This is Steve Noble, and just wanted to unpack what what is the meaning of America to you, Uh, especially if you weren't born here. So if you were born in another country and then immigrated here, or your parents, your first generation, your parents immigrated here, and then you were born here, Or maybe you went through the whole process of becoming a U.S. citizen, which means you're more civically uh, minded and capable and knowledgeable than the vast majority of your fellow citizens. So especially if you were born somewhere else and moved here, I would love to hear from you today. And uh, now what is America to you? What what was it from afar? And then once you got here and you went through the process and hopefully uh, you'll be willing to call in 866-348-348. 7884 is our number, especially if you were born elsewhere and then immigrated here and then became a citizen. I would love to hear your perspective. What do you think of America from afar? What do you think of it now that you're here? And for the rest of us, for you, most of you, uh, what does America mean to you? Is it still a shining city upon a hill? Is it still the land of the free, the home of the brave? Do you still hold it in high regard? Are you concerned? Are you upset? Have you given up? Or maybe you're just like, yeah, Steve, I'm, I, I don't really think about the country much. I think about the kingdom a lot more, whatever your perspective is on America. What, what does it mean to you? What is America to you? And maybe that's just a phrase. Maybe it's a one-liner. Maybe it's a story. Uh, if you're a veteran, if you've served in this uh, nation's military, that would be wonderful to hear from you, especially as somebody that's served the nation. Most of us have not. If you have, boy, I'd love to hear from you today as well to share your thoughts on the United States of America in general on the eve of another Independence Day. 866-348-7884 is the number. I'm going to leave the phones open for the whole show and would just love to hear from you. Uh, I Obviously, I talk about America often. I teach it often. And uh, from a civics perspective, from a U.S. history perspective, now uh, this fall adding world history to my lineup at Noble U, uh, looking at America in, in perspective, more perspective in terms of the overall history of the world, and then America relative to the rest of the modern world, which is interesting. Why am I hearing music at 409? That was interesting. Uh, 
Uh, so please give me a call. I'd love to hear your input on America. I got a bunch of uh, comments from people on Facebook, which is great. So I can go through those. I have some founding fathers quotes and a few other people that uh, I love some of these quotes and want to share these with you on the eve of our Independence Day. But you, what, what do you think uh, of America? What are your thoughts about our country today? And uh, especially if you've served or you were born elsewhere, I'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884, if any of us remember how to dial a phone. 866-34-TRUTH is a little bit easier. 866-34-TRUTH or 866-348-7884. And then I'll share uh, through the rest of the hour some of the comments that people have been sharing. Some some pretty thought-provoking things, some veterans, various folks like that from Facebook that I have their comments with me. And then going through some founding fathers, but I'd really love to hear from you today on the eve of the 4th of July, 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH asking you to just share your thoughts on America. Well, shouldn't be that big of an ask, is it? And and by the way, I, I have no interest in getting into a debate with you for any reason. Uh, so whether you want to share the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is, whatever your thoughts are on, on America, I'd love to hear from you today at 866-34-TRUTH, as always, 866-348-7884. George Washington, while we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly not ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion. Now, stop right there for a second. Whenever you hear the founding fathers referencing religion in 1776, 1750, 1720, 1790, 1805, what religion do you think they're referencing over here? Right, Christianity. Back to Tom uh, George Washington's quote. To the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character. See what he's doing there? George Washington, a more distinguished character beyond patriotism is what, Mr. President? The more distinguished character of Christian from the writings of George Washington. Interesting, huh? Right there, the, the founding father that we know the best, the first president of the United States, George Washington. Patriotism, awesome. Being a Christian, more important, which we should all remember, whether it's July 3rd, July 4th, July 5th, or any other day in the year, is our Christianity should surpass our patriotism. 866-348-7884. I would love to hear from you today, your thoughts on America. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. John Adams. Second president of the United States, who obviously signed the Declaration of Independence. Well, maybe not obviously, but quote, suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book and every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts there exhibited. Every member would be obliged in conscience to temperance, frugality and industry to justice, kindness and charity towards his fellow men and to piety, love and reference toward Almighty God. What a utopia, what a paradise would this region be? <laughs> Were these guys great communicators or what? That was John Adams, who would not be celebrating with us tomorrow on the 4th. He would have been done. He would have celebrated yesterday on July 2nd when they actually voted for the Declaration of Independence. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts on America today on the eve of the 4th, 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. 
Come on, my fellow Americans, pick up the phone. Let's talk about our nation. We'll be right back. Fourth of July. Just curious about your thoughts on America at this point in our nation's history, especially if you've served this nation in the military or perhaps you weren't born here and you immigrated to America. You've gone through the whole citizenship process or your parents immigrated here and you were born here. I'd love to hear that perspective. So give us a call and share that. I would deeply appreciate that today as Americans come let us reason one to another and have this conversation would be great. Our phone number 866 348 7884 strangely quiet out there. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Uh, on Facebook Live, uh, thanks cuz, my cousin Vance, wrote this. Even in the current environment, America gives us the freedom and ability to excel unlike any place on earth. I've been to Berlin in the 1960s and 70s and looked across the razor wire and wall into a city that was essentially dead. Then I turned around and looked at a bustling city with neon lights and traffic. I've stood in the midst of minefields in the DMZ in Korea, looking at desolation and starvation. Then gone a few miles south and seen people enjoying life and the freedoms given them through the blood and sacrifice of not only American soldiers, but of freedom-loving people from around the world. Even in the free countries of the world, there is an undercurrent of you are stuck in the class you were born into with little hope of improving the lives of your family. Is that bad? In this country, most people are happy living the lives their families have, of doing the jobs their parents did. And yet, most realize that if they want something different, they are free to pursue that. Much of the world just dreams of that freedom. Other than the wonder and perfection of the world to come after the resurrection, there is no place on this earth I would rather be than in the United States. Vance so beautifully said, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for serving our nation. And Patricia, I uh, echo your thoughts on the other side of it. Our country has changed so much, it's not the country our founding fathers intended it to be. And that's definitely true, right? They would be uh, deeply disappointed by a lot of things. I think we all know that. If they uh, could get a glimpse, if they were interested, if they came back, uh, what an interesting experience that would be for them, would it not? Uh, but how is it for you? 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-348-7884. And your thoughts on America, um, perhaps you were not born here. That would be a fascinating perspective. Uh, or your parents immigrated here, but you were born here. You're going to have a perspective that most uh, of your fellow Americans won't have if you've served in the military. Whatever the case may be, uh, and open to whatever your opinion is on the nation, the good, the bad, the ugly, however you see it. That's one of the beautiful things about America is individualism and the freedom to express that. Right. Even if you don't like it, like we just came out of a, an entire month about pride. Right. Uh, I know that uh, is, is not a great subject for most of us and uh, seeing what happened over the over the course of the month of June. But in America, you had that right. There's a few other countries on this earth that those people would have been in uh, big trouble, but not here. So you have a right, even if you don't agree with the country, even if you don't like the country, you have a right to espouse that you have a right to. Uh, engage politically uh, and, and argue and fuss and disagree about everything. Individualism and, and the right to free speech. That's a big deal. Let's go here in uh, Raleigh for calling in. Thank you so much. And go right ahead. Are you there? 
Mm, nope, they were anonymous, so I'm going to put them on hold. If you guys can check there, that would be great. I'm going to jump over to Bill down in Charlotte. Hey, Bill, thanks for calling in. Go right ahead. Nope. Can't get Bill on either. So don't know what's happening. Uh, can't hear callers. Just putting that on a little screen here so they can see that over in another part of the state. Hey, Bill, this is Steve. Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, great. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I got you. Thanks so much for calling in, man. Go right ahead. Hey, listen, I called the other day, and you were talking about the Santa's Trump thing. And yeah. I, hope I, I hope I didn't say anything offensive. I was just saying that, you know, Trump handled business, but obviously he said some stupid stuff, and I'd, I'd vote for <laughs> – yeah. I'd vote for an inanimate object. Uh, that was, <laughs> I'd vote for an inanimate object. It was a Republican over a Democrat. And then you got off the phone real quick. So I'm I'm hypersensitive and codependent. I hope I hope I didn't say anything. Oh no, no, not at all. I probably cool. just had to get to another call. I was up against a break. It's good to hear from you, Bill. Yeah, Thanks for so, calling. So, anyways, back to where we're at now. America's America's changed so much just in 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 the past two and a half years, mm, and that's for sure. it's just insane. What now is being featured by by those kind of running the show the the things that are super super important like the sexuality the gender stuff and of course you know with the with the with the China virus stuff that that was such a big deal and we're finding out that they were feeding us a bunch of lies on that and yeah. now I think the new narrative is going to be climate change which is another way they can control us so America has, you know I'm 63 in the Reagan years I was young and I was I was I was wasn't living right so I don't know about all that but. Just to see how things are so. Oh yeah. There's no there, there's nonsense, Steve. It's just the stuff that's being featured and pushed, and that's supposed to be so important to ca to cater to like a half percent of the population. Things like if you don't let a little kid change his gender, he'll commit suicide. When really the facts are, if you people who do that are more likely to commit suicide. That's right. On and on and on at nauseum. This, this country, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's to drive more people to Jesus. And yeah, I'll, and, and I'll it, let you comment. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That's great to hear from you, Bill. And I appreciate you calling in again. And to your point, uh, listen, one of the things that should not be, uh, that should be, you, you should be paying attention to this. We all should. Is how much of an impact the presidency has. You change the head of the executive branch. You change so much about this country in two years right? Three years, four years, whatever the case may be. That, as a matter of fact, was is not consistent with the Founding Fathers' view of the executive branch. They never viewed that as being something that could really be the little rudder that turns the whole ship. It's one of three rudders. And that's where you get checks and balances. Federalism, which was supposed to push most of the power and the independence down to the states, doesn't really happen. So there's a lot of lessons there, but isn't it amazing how important it is who the president is these days? Uh, like it or hate it, that's just the reality of it. Okay, I think we have our anonymous caller back on from Raleigh. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me okay? I can now. Thank you. So, so, sorry uh, about that. Yeah, Go right ahead. Wonkified. Uh, well, where do I begin? Uh, thank you, Lord, that you're in charge of everything. And we don't even don't think these things strange concerning you. Is this some fiery child? But what I saw, the White House is no longer the White House. It's the flip <clears throat> fright house. Mm, that's right. Okay, that mess that they pulled, you already know, the mess that they pulled, you know, that they're showing the breath. But when I saw, whew, when I, <laughs> when I, I saw, you know, that he's on this man, whatever, this demon on all fours with his derriere up in the air in front of a child uh, popping his derriere. Yeah. 
and I just uh, but and but it's being radicalized. I have mm-hmm. a problem with anger sometimes, but sure. I pray, you know, I ask God to help me and all that. I'm not out having a parade about free the angry people, and, right, right? You know, and you yeah. have to be angry too. It's yeah. a sin. And well, I, I think you use. You know, the, the word that you use, and I'm coming up on a break, the word that you use, uh, you know, radicalized, uh, is true. It's being radicalized across the board. And whether we're talking about the White House and, like, some of the things that went on there in the last month. Thanks for calling, by the way. And the Pride event. And then, you know, the one guy, there was a guy there, transgender there, that dropped his top to expose himself uh, after his plastic surgery on the grounds of the White House. Radicalized is definitely in play. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, your view on America. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show on the eve of July 4th. What does America mean to you? If you have served the nation in the military, perhaps... You were born somewhere else and you have a fabulous perspective on America that most of us don't have. I'd love to hear from you today during the show. 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. John Hancock. This is a good one. Resistance to tyranny becomes the Christian and and social duty of every individual. Continue steadfast and with a proper sense of your dependence on God. Nobly defend those rights which heaven gave and no man ought to take from us. Pretty good one. John Hancock, of course, signed the uh, Declaration of Independence first. It said that he said when he did. There, the king should be able to see that without his spectacles. That's why John Hancock wrote so big. When he signed the Declaration, let's go. Jefferson, who wrote most of it, then to the Committee of Five, then to the full Continental Congress, who made some edits. They actually made it more Christian than his original version, which is good. God who gave us liberty, God who gave us life, gave us liberty. And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of God? Now, this is what's fascinating about Jefferson. Because Jefferson denied the deity of Christ. He denied the resurrection. So unless Jefferson changed his mind before he died, then Jefferson was not a Christian. But you still hear him talk like a Christian. That they are not to be violated, but with his wrath, he's talking about the liberties that are a gift from God. Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever. That a revolution of the wheel of fortune, a change of situation, is among possible events. That it may become probable by supernatural influence. The Almighty has no attribute which can take side with us in that event. We lose our way. Don't expect his blessings. That's what Thomas is saying there. Uh, Here's a few others. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Freedom has its life in the hearts, the actions, the spirit of men, and so it must be daily earned and refreshed, else like a flower cut from its life-giving roots, it will wither and die. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Thomas Paine said those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigue of supporting it. That's one of our challenges, isn't it? We just kind of take it for granted. FDR, in the truest sense, freedom cannot be bestowed. It must be achieved. Adlai Stevenson, America is much more than a geographical fact. It is a political and moral fact. 
the first community in which men set out in principle to institutionalize freedom, responsible government, and human equality. That's a good one. Robert J. McCracken. We on this continent should never forget that men first crossed the Atlantic, not to find soil for their plows, but to secure liberty for their souls. Religious freedom. Okay. Pretty awesome. If you'd like to jump in on that, your thoughts about America, I'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884 is our number. A little quiet there today. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. One of my friends on Facebook said this. As a combat veteran, America holds deep significance and meaning to me. It represents the ideals of freedom, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as enshrined in the founding documents of our nation. America is a land that has been blessed by God, and it is a beacon of hope and opportunity for those who cherish traditional values and a strong moral foundation. To me, America embodies the principles of individualism, limited government, and personal responsibility. It is a land where hard work, determination, and faith can lead to success and prosperity. The American dream, the idea that anyone can achieve their goals through their own efforts, resonates deeply with my beliefs. Furthermore, America has a unique role in the world as a defender of freedom and champion of Christian values. It is a nation that has been a force for good, spreading democracy and protecting religious liberties. The Judeo-Christian principles upon which our nation was founded have played a crucial role in shaping our laws, institutions, and culture, and they must be upheld and preserved for the well-being of our society. America is also a land of diverse people, each bringing their own unique heritage and con contributions to the nation. However, it is essential that those who come to America embrace its values, learn its language, and assimilate into its culture. We should prioritize the well-being and interest of American citizens while also being compassionate and welcoming to those who seek to join our great nation legally, all caps, and share in our values. And share in our values generally, uh, not specifically across the board. That's one of the things about America is you can have a wide range of beliefs or none at all. But generally, Americanism, freedom, liberty, equality under the law, things like that. Yeah, you should, you should be down with that uh, if you come here. David on Facebook, it means honoring God while honoring my family's untold sacrifices. My family has been here since 1637. My 23-year-old son knows he is a direct descendant of true patriots, one whom General George Washington humbly requested his help during the fight for our independence. He ratified the Constitution and so much more. Wow. Glenn said, America means self-determination to me. At least it's supposed to. This has been my lifelong fight to defend freedom. Rita said, a place where people tried to give each other the same rights God did. We happen to fail at it constantly throughout our short American history, but at least we're trying. Free to fail, free to succeed. That is true freedom. Good point. Uh, Bill, if you want to call in and jump in here, I'd love to hear from you. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Bill said, I don't know. I still think it's a great country. I also believe that some of my freedoms are being taken away. All in the name of government knows what's best for me. Do they really? <laughs> Good question, Bill. Kelly said, being able to go anywhere or nowhere, but never hearing bombs going off all the time around me. See, that's perspective. Right? Most of us don't think like that. Never seeing my neighbor's house bombed or never living in fear every single moment thinking the government will take away everything I have. Imagine if you lived in Ukraine. We can't, right? 99.9% .9 of us can't imagine that because we've never experienced anything like that. Mabel said, love this country and all it stands for. It's being changed every day and it breaks my heart. Amen. Helen said, we have soldiers who have and still are defending our country. God bless you all. Nathan said, land of the free. Thank you, God. And, and that, that one's freedom, liberty, 
That shows up a lot. Amy wrote, God, family, country, and traditional values, although those are fleeting, I would say. Aaron wrote, a part of God's beautiful creation as reflected in the creation account of Genesis. Amen. Certainly true. Kimberly, one nation under God, my safe home place to live and be protected and do my part in keeping it going economically, spiritually, and morally. Right. And that's faithfulness. Your, your job. I was talking to a friend recently, super frustrated by what's going on in politics, what's going on in the culture. Steve, what do I do? You know, he went to a, recently went to a Democrat, his Democrat representative's town hall thing, which was essentially a waste of his time, but he went and he, you know, he tried to understand, he prayed for that person and others, but he's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's so frustrating. I'm like, well, first of all, I I'm, I'm with you. I get the frustrating part. And what are you supposed to do? You love the nation. You value freedom and liberty, everything that goes with it. Uh, yeah, of course. Pray, number one, because that's a command to pray for those in authority over us and pray for the nation. Seek the welfare of the city, as we read in Ezekiel, that, that even when you're carried off into bondage, you seek the welfare of the city because that's good for you. And it's good for your neighbor who you're supposed to love as yourself. Right. So there's the seeking the good. That could be prayer. That could be voting. That could be showing up at a city council meeting, school board whatever the the deal is to have a heart that cares for the nation because the nation's made up of 340 million human beings who are made in the image of God, all of whom in the context of celebrating the 4th of July are your neighbors. And so the very least for us as Christians is to try. You it, just go back to the, the story of the good Samaritan and the priests and the Levites just walk on by. They don't want to be bothered. But the Good Samaritan, and Jesus picked the Samaritan for good reasons because the Jews hated Samaritans, he stops and he takes care of the guy on the side of the road. So you, you try. Are you faithful? God's not going to judge you and reward you based on what happens with your faithfulness. He just wants you to be faithful. And then he rewards you for your faithfulness, not your fruitfulness. Okay, you got to remember that. So... There is a role for all of us, prayer, voting, supporting good candidates, having the conversation and trying to, I always tell people my same friend who I mentioned, I said, and, and I had a conversation with another guy recently, I think at our prime barbecue fundraiser a few weeks back. I said, listen, pay attention to, to the subjects, the topics that really grip your heart, that you really have a heavy burden for. And then look locally where you can engage that particular topic, that particular arena, life, whatever it may be education of children, whatever. And then find ways where you can engage locally and pray. Of course, you can always do that. And that's a powerful tool. But to find something that really has a grip on you, some subject, some area of American life that really um, uh, you, you agonize over it, you grieve over it, and then find local ways for you to get involved or statewide or a national organization. They're out there or occasionally Maybe God's calling you to start something yourself or run for something. School board, city council, whatever. There's always something that you can do. Not the least of which is to pray. 866-348-7884. We have one more segment. I've got a few more comments from my friends on Facebook. What do you think about America? What does it mean to you? 866-348-7884. Would love to fill up the last segment with your calls. 866-34-TRUTH. On the eve of the 4th of July, our Independence Day. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble. Just finishing up our time together today. Fourth of July tomorrow. Just curious. What does America mean to you these days? 866-348-7884-866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Especially if you've served in the military, you have a unique perspective on America. Or if you were born elsewhere, some other country. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Boy, you have a perspective that the overwhelming majority of us don't have. Uh, because you've lived it somewhere else. And uh, the vast majority of us haven't. So we'd love to hear from you as well. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Shirley on Facebook said, Land of liberty, a land of life, liberty in pursuit of happiness under God and our awesome constitution. Troyland said, land of the crazy and perverted. Right? Increasingly. Not through and through, but increasingly. Uh... Linda, freedom. Nina still means freedom. Sally and Ron, freedom. Joy Frady, home of the free because of the brave. And John said she has lost her way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Most ways, maybe. Lost our way, certainly. Benjamin Franklin. Now, this uh, is in a letter he wrote to Ezra Stiles, who is the president of Yale University, he wrote the letter on March 9th, 1790, Benjamin Franklin, uh, called a deist. Okay, so let's work our way through what he said here. Here is my creed. I believe in one God, the creator of the universe. Okay, a deist doesn't deny the existence of God, by the way. They just think God created everything and then he's checked out. Not a personal God, but a creator God. Okay, I believe in one God, the creator of the universe, that he governs it by his providence that he ought to be worshiped, that the most acceptable service we render to him is in doing good to his other children, that the soul of man is immortal and will be treated with justice in another life, respecting its conduct in this. <clears throat> Wrong, Benjamin. That's works. That's not the gospel. Okay, see, you got to be careful when you, when you read through this stuff. You need wisdom and discernment. These I take to be the fundamental points in all sound religion. And I regard them as you do in whatever sect I meet with them. As to Jesus of Nazareth, my opinion of whom you particularly desire, I think the system of morals in his religion, as he left them to us, is the best the world ever saw or is likely to see. But I apprehend it has received various corrupting changes. And I have, with most of the present dissenters in England, some doubts as to his divinity. Though it is a question I do not dogmatize upon, having never studied it, and think it needless to busy myself with it now, when I expect soon an opportunity of knowing the truth with less trouble. I see no harm, however, in its being believed, and that belief has the good consequence, as probably it has, of making his doctrines more respected and more observed, especially as I do not perceive that the Supreme takes, its, take it, takes it amiss, by distinguishing the unbelievers in his government of the world with any peculiar marks of his displeasure. See, so you have to uh, understand the founding fathers with a great degree of wisdom and discernment. You, you do not deify them. There's way too many people on the right, and especially the Christian right, that attempt to deify the founding fathers like they were all Jesus freaks. That's not true. So here you have, I, I, like I mentioned, Thomas Jefferson, which, by the way, tomorrow's show is the show I did a couple years ago when I finished up my 
research paper to finish up my master's degree, which I wrote on, it's actually entitled The Dependence of the Declaration of, an in, of Independence on a Biblical Worldview. Okay, it's a 50-page research paper that I wrote. And so I, the show tomorrow is one of the last uh, shows I did on that when I was unpacking that over the course of several shows. So that, that would be really interesting for you to listen to, specifically about Thomas Jefferson and what influenced Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson's job in writing the Declaration of Independence, which on the Committee of Five, he didn't want the job, but they were like, no, no, you're the best, you're the best writer. So you write it. And so Tom Je Thomas Jefferson knew his job was really to encapsulate, to capture where your average, uh, quote unquote, American was at the time. Where, what's, their, what's their view? What's the perspective on being under the yoke of the crown, Great Britain? So his job was to kind of encapsulate the, the will of the people, not his personal opinion. Okay? So when you study Thomas Jefferson, you'll see, hey, hey Tom, you mind if I call you Tom? No, go ahead, Steve. Okay, uh, Tom, uh, Jesus, born of a virgin? Nope. Uh, died on a cross to satisfy sin debt? Nope. Resurrected? Nope. A uh, great moral teacher? Absolutely. The best ever? Absolutely. The Bible? A lot of good stuff in there. Do you believe it through and through? Absolutely not. It's been corrupted. Just like my good friend Benjamin says, Benjamin Franklin, right? But he says, having never studied it. <laughs> so a lot of people say the Bible's full of errors, Bible's this, Bible's that. Really? Have you ever read it? Crickets, Right? So when you go into th things like this, the founding fathers were not through and through born-again Christians, most likely like you and, and like me. They were God-fearing men, but they had a lot of enlightenment thinking in there. So you had the, boy, we're awesome over here on one hand, and God, Jesus, the scriptures, the creator on the other. And then they had this interesting confluence of the two. And, and so it's not as simple as saying they were all Christians because that's not true. But neither were they all classical deists. Okay, so when you read like what Benjamin Franklin said, or a lot of the other founding fathers, uh, you're going to be like, wow, okay, well, if this guy's a deist, he still holds Jesus's teachings in high regard. And he's saying that the more a nation would observe his doctrines, the better off everything will be. He, he knew the brilliance of the moral teaching of Jesus. So... That's why it's fascinating to study these guys. And that's part of the deal. Like when I teach American history, I teach it uh, from a biblical perspective, an accurate perspective. So I do not deify the founding fathers in, in terms of making them all a bunch of Bible thumpers, nor do, nor do I throw them all out and say, well, this is a purely secular government. The Constitution is a quote unquote secular document. God is, uh, God is included not once. There's no Bible reference. There's no Bible language. Jesus isn't mentioned in the Constitution. Jesus isn't mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. God is, creator with a capital C, is. And in 1776, when you talk about religion and morality in, in America, you're talking about Christianity, whether you like it or not. But from there, it's more complicated. So like at the end of my research paper, and probably on the show if you listen tomorrow, Seven out of ten. How how much of an influence was Christianity on the founding of this nation? And I would add the Constitution, because a biblical worldview, understanding of the scriptures, the wisdom of scripture, influenced how they saw the world, how they interpreted history. And they were great historians, 
They knew what worked in Greece, what didn't. What worked in Rome, what didn't. What worked across the pond and didn't. We understand the depravity of man. We understand the sin nature of man. That's why we're not going to have a king. That's why we're going to have three branches. That's why we're going to have checks and balances. They had a very robust biblical worldview while not all being biblical Christians. Now, we don't have a lot of people like that anymore, if we have any. So it's, it's, it, we're looking back into the 1700s with a 21st century perspective. But was Christianity a big player in the founding of this nation? You bet it was. And whether you like that or not is irrelevant. But the Constitution is not the Bible. And the Bible is not the Constitution. You cannot elevate a man-made document inspired by Christianity as it was. You can't elevate that to Scripture. You can't. That's why at this point in my life, I'm, an, I'm a Christian who by God's grace was born in, raised in, and still lives in, by God's grace, America, which I still believe to be the greatest country in the history of the world. But far from being perfect. I don't, I don't teach U.S. history uh, with a big smile on my face all the time hugging a American flag like Donald Trump did on stage a few years back. Some aspects of it, man, incredible, amazing. Praise the Lord. That's just, I mean, shocking. And other aspects of it on the other end of the spectrum, shocking as well, disappointing. So America to me is, it's complicated, but it's also beautiful. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Your life, my life, your resume, my resume, complicated. And some beautiful things, I'm sure, and some not so beautiful things. So I, I have a very humble perspective on America these days with July 4th coming tomorrow. Very humble perspective. Uh, am I proud to be an American? I, I struggle with that phrase. Sorry, Lee Greenwood. When we complain about Pride Month, you should be wary to throw the word pride around. All right. Not that it's always incorrect. That's not true. But am I proud to be an American? Sometimes I am, given our history. Sometimes I'm not. Am I grateful to be an American? That's a different question. Always. I'm always grateful to be an American. I thank God for the fact that I'm an American. I do what I can to try to impact the nation, to try to do what I can to keep her on a course that God can bless, which is getting increasingly more difficult. But I do love the nation, and I am a patriot. But I don't worship it. I don't look at it through rose-colored glasses the way I used to. Because as a Christian, my allegiance is not to the red, white, and blue. It's not to the right. It's not to the left. It's not to the nation. It's to God and God alone. So I can worship the Lord and thank him for my nation, do what I can to defend her, all at the same time. You really can walk and chew gum at the same time. So that being said, thank you, Lord, for this country. I pray that you would bless it. I know that's asking a lot. Forgive us of our collective sin, our individual sin, and help us return more closely to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. And God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon, like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Another program powered by the Truth Network.